Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. It is always a special treat to hear from our PCA alumni. In this episode, we're going to hear from Cecia Rodriguez, class of 2015. PCA alumni director Veronica Erickson and I interviewed Cecia for our alumni podcast called Life Talk. Cecia has a great story that ties in with the power and influence of our PCA mini-mester program, which is how PCA was first introduced to Cecia and her family. I know you'll enjoy hearing Cecia's story, and next time you come into the PCA main entrance at the middle school and upper school, take a moment to look at the banners that mark the portrait of a PCA graduate. Cecia Rodriguez is the center banner representing Christ-like humility, which after listening to her story, I'm sure you'll agree she embodies that quality well. Enjoy this testimony from Cecia Rodriguez, PCA class of 2015. Welcome back to <laughs> another episode of Life Talk. <laughs> um, where we talk about life. Where we do talk about life. We, we do. have inside stories of lions leaping legacies, oh my goodness, which that's is our so tagline. Cool. That's such a cool tagline. Speaking of cool, <laughs> it's cold outside. It's cool. It's not cold. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. This is not cold. This mm. is freezing for me. See? She's already it made is, the intro. I love it. I She's from Cuba. She yes, has no idea what I was going to give a little bit of clues. Oh, sorry. But it's fine. No, that's that's fine. all. We will let that happen. But it is cool for all of us in the room. Um with the exception of Mr. Wisconsin over here, yeah. Dan Panetti. And it's finally um, yes. actually starting it's to feel fall. like fall I in love Texas, it. which yes. is nice. Now, yeah. one thing I will add um, is I noticed this year the fall decorations came out in, no joke, late July. Really? Yes. I walked into I Hobby Lobby mm-hmm. July 30th, looked to my left, and all of the fall decorations were up on the walls. <sighs> and I was with my three-year-old, and I literally said, oh, no, out loud <laughs> in July. And my three-year-old said, mommy, mommy, yes, we're supposed to be here. I've said, oh, no, honey, I, I'm sorry. I'm, mommy's talking about the fall decor. Yeah. There are things called seasons. So it's allowed now. Yeah. But I will say that we've been edging on this since July. Okay, so the argument in our house is, um, <laughs> can we go from July 4th to then putting out Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, let's stick up Christmas decorations as soon oh, as no, possible. No, no. It that just bypass <laughs> Thanksgiving and all. Just bypass. Yeah, you, yeah, cannot, you cannot bypass I, Thanksgiving. Uh, Actually, thank you. My birthday's right day after Thanksgiving. Oh, so, so it's I, about you. you. Can't. It's about it's today. Not really is about, about her, it is, Dan. Is, is it not? Right is now. It not? <laughs> I'm just saying. Thanks, so Thanksgiving is about <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's about you. You know what? Let me just go ahead and introduce our awesome guest today (laughs) because we have apparently thinks Thanksgiving's all about her. Yeah, in a way, we are very thankful for her. And today, this podcast 
is about her. And we're very, very excited to highlight her. So we have Mm -hmm. Cecia Rodriguez. That's me. Yes. Here, did you like my accent? That was perfect. (laughs) Those R's were just me. Almost Veronica. Hey. I know. Dan and I just did a fist bump. It was like, that that is it. Um, But we are very, very grateful to have you here today. Um, It is cooler weather for all of us. It is, we are glad that we are finally getting you in in the fall Mm. after school has kicked off. Um, We want to hear all about how life is going for you. But she just asked me if I was just up in Fayetteville where she was before. Yes. Mm -hmm. She asked me, did the did the, uh, the, the, the leaves, trees. right? Yeah. Are, they, are they changing color? And I was like, yes, it's so they beautiful are. up in Fayetteville right now. So gorgeous. Which it's not in Dallas right now. But yeah, anyway, but at least case. it's cooler. Right. So we right. may not have the ch- the trees that the change color trees. and it's all pretty, but at least we have cool weather yes. right now. So. Right. And so, Cecia, we, um, obviously we just touched on it a little bit, but you graduated in what year? 2015. Mm-hmm. I graduated PCA and um, went to John Brown University after that. I was at PCA for about two and a half years, Mm -hmm. Um, moved from Cuba here in 2012, came to PCA, uh, graduated from here 2015, and then went up to Arkansas um, and studied at John Brown University, uh, and then stayed two years after college in Fayetteville, and now I'm back in Dallas. Wonderful, which is what we like to hear. We have alumni all over the place who will listen to this podcast, but Mm. we are glad you're here and you're local now. We are. Now, but okay, can we get into her story of how she got to PCA? Absolutely. Because I I thought that was a really cool story. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is a terrific segue. Would you like to tee it up? Oh, yeah. So tell us. (laughs) 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 Tell us. Tell us. How you got to PCA, how you okay. discovered, right, about mm-hmm. PCA, and it was, it was because of a mini-master trip. That's right. Um, so my dad is a pastor. He's been a pastor for the last 30 years. Um, so he was a pastor in Cuba, mm-hmm. where PCA had been going to serve uh, for years, and he, they were going to our church. Uh, so one day... So for those who don't know, it's kind of yes. interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But um, Larry Taylor, right, yes. married Delinda, yes. whose um, dad it's was Cuban. from Cuba, right, yes. who was Cuban, uh-huh. right? So they mm-hmm. had a huge heart, heart for, for Cuba. Cuba, and so he would always take a mini-master trip to Cuba, mm-hmm. and Delinda and mm-hmm. Larry would usually go on that particular trip, That's right. and you mm-hmm. met them. Yes, mm-hmm. and I met them just uh, a year before our family moved to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Delinda. We were going out in house visits uh, to share the gospel. That's kind of the way that you can share the gospel in Cuba. Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't necessarily go to churches and have a big right. cry. Yeah. You can't do a whole like evangelistic kind of event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much as a communist country, very close to the gospel. Um, so the way that we um, would have the PCA students share the gospel with the people of Cuba was just doing house visits mm-hmm. um, and having conversations and sharing the gospel that way. So I remember going with a group of a few students, and Delinda was in that team, and we went to uh, do a few house visits. Um, I remember we had one person accepted Christ that day, mm. so we were all very excited. Uh, and I got to know Delinda a little bit more uh, on our way back from the house visits to the church. Um, and so she found out that our family was moving to the U.S. And the next day, in the morning, she brought Dr. Taylor and uh, introduced him to me and got to know him a little bit. Uh, and by the end of that trip, they offered our family um to come to PCA if mm. we were to move to the U.S. Um, and we were just mm. so excited. Um, we were just like, our minds were blown, truly. 
um, that the Lord had opened that door. Uh, obviously, we've been working with PCA kids, and we just loved um, their ministry. We loved their mission. Um, kingdom education was something that Dr. Taylor was so passionate about and talked about always when he was in Cuba. And so coming from a communist country where we were not ever allowed to share our faith in school. In fact, um, it was the, quite the opposite yeah. mm-hmm. to um, thinking about going to a school where we would get the chance to learn about Jesus at school and to uh, just even mm-hmm. further develop our faith and whatnot was a concept I couldn't even begin to comprehend, but I knew I was ex- extremely excited about. So wow. um, that's kind of how I knew about PCA. And so when we moved to the States, we came here. I love this yes. because this is nacho average PCA <laughs> application story. Yes. Because like for the alumni listening, so remember Minimaster, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We've talked about it a couple of times on other podcasts. PCA goes down to Cuba. They mm. pair up with local churches. Cecia's yes. family is one of them. They yes. start the outreach process. And by the end of that Minimaster week, we come back mm-hmm. with, well, the Dr. Taylor and yes. um, the Linda come back with a new student essentially mm-hmm. in hand for one year down the road and yeah. how incredible that impact is. And mm-hmm. I don't think we realize often when we go out on these trips mm-hmm. that that could be an outcome. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they certainly didn't go into that trip probably thinking that, but that's just yeah. how the Lord works. That's, that's right. Amazing. It's so so your family moves here one uh, one or so year later. Later, yeah, okay. yes, that's correct. We went to uh, Miami first. That's mm-hmm. where all of our family is. We got to the states and we got a hold of the Taylors, and they were like, "Absolutely, would you guys please fly up here?" And it was very much like in a week we booked tickets to Dallas, Texas, and without knowing anybody but the Taylors. Mm -hmm. Um, Our family moved here um, to Dallas, Texas, and I will say we were scared out of our minds just because there was nothing that we knew. We didn't know the language. We didn't know the culture. We didn't know anything. I still remember my dad was the only one in our family that knew a little bit of English because he'd visited the U.S. before, Um, and trying to navigate DFW with yeah. like yeah. everything just that, the airport or the yes. whole city the air, yeah, yeah the dfw airport was just i know which in itself is a whole city too. no it really it's, it a, it's a small town yeah. it's huge yes. in there i'm just trying to figure out what the sign said and where do we go and what gate and whatnot um but very scary but all that to say coming into the taylor's house and um, them saying like, we are here for you guys and we want to do everything and we want to bring you to PCA. Um, so, so when you came to PCA, what was it like your first yeah, day, was, your first week? I mean, what, what did that look like for you? Yeah. You were, you were how old? You were about 16? 16. Okay. And so you yes. came in as a sophomore or junior? Mm-hmm. I was a junior in Cuba. Okay. Um, came here and we were trying to navigate what grade to put me in because right. I had to learn the language and I had to learn it well enough to be able to take ACT and SAT. Which, my word. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm guessing you tested out of the language requirement here. Uh, Did you, like for having for to Spanish. take Spanish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in honor Spanish. And I actually, guys, That's can I do fun. a quick flex? I was a state Please. champion in Spanish the year after I moved. I was first place. Okay. That was a really quick flex. That's 
That's also and how textbook oh, hilarious. PCA moment though. Hilarious. We have the so state good. champion. <laughs> that's right. Well, it'd, be, it'd be like you being state champion in English. I'm from England. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. Which Wait a I second. which I wasn't. But thank you. No, hey, I, I will I'm say hailing from the Queen's English. Yes. This yes. Right. Come on. Okay, because so, you you have a very good relationship with Doctora. Yes, yes, I do. And so I is, do. is she the one who kind of yes. connected yeah. you? How, yeah, you that? how did That's you navigate, hilarious. getting back to what Dan was saying, how yes. did you navigate like starting not only high school at 16 years old, coming oh from goodness. another country, yes. having to learn the language? Like how did that process, mm. like did you pick up quickly? Did you no. feel welcome? Okay. I did feel welcome. Are people going to listen to this and go, wow, she's like, <laughs> I, like no. she's, I mean, you know, if. I'm sure if you talk to some of my classmates from that year, they'd be like, yeah, she didn't know what she was saying. <laughs> but um, my English was just not good at all. I did have, uh, so my first week, I did have a couple students were paired with me mm-hmm. um, just to be kind of like my buddy, which mm-hmm. was really helpful um, because they knew Spanish. And so the first week or two, I really just sat and listened in classes just to kind of see what things were like and whatnot. Um, and then that actually that fall semester, oh, I'm sorry, that spring semester, I was really just listening in classes and mm-hmm. just doing as much as I could, but not a ton. And then, uh, so that was all of the spring. And then during the summer, I spent a lot of time with Miss G, so we called her Kristen. Uh, she was librarian at the time, okay. uh, Miss Glass Hagel, uh, and she helped me and mostly myself uh, to learn English during the summer mm. uh, so I could be ready for the fall. Mm. And then once the fall hit, then I was full speed. But wow. um, yes, I do remember um, day before we were supposed to start school, just being nervous, right? Just um uh, mm-hmm. About not knowing the language, but also wanting to do well in school to be able to go to college and to mm-hmm. be able to get scholarships and whatnot. Um, and I remember uh, Dr. Taylor and Delinda just sat us in their living room, uh, our whole family, and had a moment of like, okay, let's take a deep breath and be honest. And I know you guys are scared, but I want you all to know that us and the PCA family are here to help you, to walk alongside you. There's nothing to be scared of. We're all your biggest fans, yeah. and we truly are here with you. Uh, and we prayed together that night, and I just, I'll never forget that night because it was such a moment of like, hey, truly the Lord has walked with us this far, and he will continue mm. to do that. That's right. Um, but to sit there with his family and be like, and the, the way that he's doing that is surrounding you by this PCA family that is just ready to welcome you. Um, we truly, truly felt like we could breathe. Yeah. And even though it would be hard, we had people to do this with. So you just had a couple of years here. But what, what was your what, what were your memories like of PCA Yes. once you kind of got plugged in and once you kind of... Uh-huh. Kind of figured your way and navigated it. What was it like? Yeah, it was it was truly so fun. It was um, a couple of things were big shockers. Like I mentioned, we uh, came from a communist country. So right. I'm saying like every year when I would go to school in Cuba, um, beginning of the year, someone would come in the classroom and be like, most of the time would be like the headmaster would be come in the classroom and be like, who's a Christian here? Raise your hand. You raise your hand, they'll write down your name, kind of like target you, watch you throughout the year. So it's very much like, hey, we do not welcome Christians in this place. Right. And then coming here, I remember mm. 
sitting in the class in with like doctora or Mr. Lee or just any of our prof- uh, teachers at school when they would start class with a prayer. And I would just completely shocked. Yeah, totally I different. was just like, what? This is a dream. This is incredible. Like just sitting here praying with my teachers mm-hmm. or when they would check up on you after class, just see you in the hallway and be like, I'm praying for you in this way and the other. Or I'm like, those kinds of things were just mind-blowing to me. And I just felt like I was still in a dream uh, to be able to experience that. Or when I sat in apologetics class, absolutely loved that class. Just sitting to like, hey, how do you defend your faith when you go out there? Because I did grow up in a Christian household, but didn't really... um, know all the things that I needed to defend my faith or when I sat in ethics class I absolutely loved that class too and even ended up writing a huge essay that got me a scholarship to college about ethics uh, just coming from what I learned in that class but anyway I think those were one of my absolute favorite memories just like being able to have that relationship with my teachers and just developing my faith in high school um alongside my classmates as well it was really awesome so what a stark difference though you go Mm -hmm. from an environment your whole life until the age of 16 Mm -hmm. years old where the first day of school the principal or whoever enters the classroom and asks the christians to raise their hand in the room Mm -hmm. write your name down and then say no more we're watching you yeah to complete and total yes freedom that's correct in faith and then encouraged emphasis Mm -hmm. to grow in your faith i mean for those listening yeah like don't take it for granted do not take it for granted (laughs) don't take it yeah and And sessia doesn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah correct um to not necessarily go down that path but just to see these are two very different Mm -hmm. countries um You know, with that, though, I'm sitting here going, she's like, I wrote a paper on ethics that got me a a college (laughs) scholarship. And I'm like, she has just learned English (laughs) one year before fully. What have you done? (laughs) Right. And then she's like, I loved apologetics. And I'm like, you, I'm sitting here thinking, how would I have known the word existential like, (laughs) or something? And I just learned that in my vocabulary. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. She is. Um, She's an impressive individual. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you went on to John Brown. Yep. Right. And is that where you started like studying nursing or where? Where did that come from? Yes, that was at John Brown. Um, Well, I loved my PCA experience so much that I was like, I want something like this. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go to college, I want something like this. I want a small Christian school where I can continue to grow my faith and continue to do what the Lord has called me. But um, at the moment, I didn't necessarily know what the Lord had called me to do. I just uh, knew I had a passion for people. Uh, My dad's a pastor, like I said. My mom's a doctor. And so I've always been around like... Serving people, let's just, you know, having people over all the time, let's go out to their homes. Like, I'm saying sometimes, like, Cecilia, go in your room, grab your toys, we're going to give them to this other person. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Mom, but she's like, no, they need it, come Mm -hmm. on, or Mm -hmm. things like that, that it's just how we grew up. Part of Um, the training. Yeah, part of it. it. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, we have visits, so split your food, we're going to share with other people and whatnot, just always having people over, people staying in our home. So I knew I had a passion for that. Mm -hmm. And probably just from my upcoming and whatnot, um, Dr. Miranda um, was the one that sat with me through so many 
moments of just unknown. And I was just out there trying to figure out what college could look mm. like for me. And that woman just sat with me time and time again, encouraged me, mm. plugged me in. Because like I said, I had to learn to take SAT and ACT, standardized testing. I was never exposed to that growing up or anything. Uh, she found me a place for me to like go and train and like get ready to take that. Um, and I did, and I scored well enough to be accepted to a college and whatnot. But um, she sat with me and said, what are we looking for in a university? And I was just like, I love PCA. Can we find like something similar? <laughs> <laughs> and so we found John Brown. Um, and uh, I went on to John Brown, visited the campus, beautiful Arkansas. Um, I loved it there. They had a, a new nursing program coming okay. up. Um, and I went, met with the director of nursing and their, the big thing that drew me to that program was, uh, part of their curriculum was to go to other countries oh, and spend, uh, two weeks out of the summer doing medical missions. And so I was like, yep, that's it. That's where I, I need to be. Um, cause that was my desire was to, uh, serve people. And I found nursing to be, uh, a really good career to give me the skills to be able to uh, provide some tangible help yeah. uh, to people and in that way be able to share the gospel with them. Yeah, which, which you still do. You were just talking about before right. this, this last summer, mm-hmm. you went with two different groups yes. and did missions mm-hmm. right over this past summer. Even. Yes, so, that's right. I stuck I love with that. it ever since college. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, a lot of it just came from even those conversations here at PCA with Dr. Miranda and with other um, staff members here uh, trying to help me figure out like, hey, what's your life calling? What is it that the Lord has called you to do? You have these passions and desires, but what can you do well uh, for his kingdom? So it came from that. Mm. So, yeah. So cool. So yeah. before we kicked off the podcast, we were chatting a little bit. And um, I know you mentioned a couple of uh, fairly recent trips right yes um have there been more than just those two or yes. um talk about a little bit since college yeah. you know how you've tapped into being able to go and serve and mm. through nursing and let's mm-hmm. dive a little deeper into that i know you mentioned those two but mm-hmm. are there yeah. any others <clears throat> yes so like i said uh jbu has those trips kind of built into your curriculum so while I was at JBU, we went to Guatemala City. Uh, we served them there as nursing students um, for um, two weeks going on to, from our junior to senior year. Uh, and while we were there, we got in touch with a ministry called Dust and Stream. Uh, it was a ministry of, of um, Asylum Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mom who was a nurse. She lost um, her son who went to Baylor Hmm. for uh, medical school and she lost her son uh, who had a huge passion for medical missions. And so after he passed, um, she created this ministry. I got connected with them uh, while in college and then after college have continued to serve with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They created a clinic down in Guatemala City and a school attached to it that has been growing over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that we serve down there is uh, we'll have people come to the clinic and we have like this three-step process where they come in, we take their vital signs and hear what's going on with them. We will diagnose, provide medications for them. And then at the end, not one person will leave uh, without us praying over them and sharing the gospel with them. So Amazing. every every person that comes through will get 
their medical needs met, but also their spiritual needs. And so through that, every year that I was down there, I was like, this is where I come alive. That's so cool. This is what yep. the Lord has called me to do. This is why he called me into nursing. I 100% believe that he didn't call me to be a nurse, but um, a missionary and gave me the nursing skills to be able to get to people yeah. in that way. Love it. So I've been doing that with Dustin's Dream ever since college. Every year we'll go down there for about two weeks and whatnot. Um, and COVID happened in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And so there was a year where we couldn't go. Um, but then this past year really felt like the Lord was um, just stirring up my heart to be able to do more. Um, and so I was planning to move away from... Um, Northwest Arkansas, back to Dallas, couldn't figure out a job down here that I really liked. And there was a door opening for travel nursing. And so I was like, okay, well, it seems like the Lord is opening this door and took a job as a travel nurse. And little did I know that that would allow me to have some very big amount of time to not be working in the U.S. and be able to travel overseas. So mm-hmm. this past year, I worked up until June at a hospital here in Dallas and as a cardiothoracic nurse. And then in the summer, the Lord allowed me to go back to Guatemala and also to Kenya in Africa and serve there also with a ministry called uh, Missions of Hope International. So I spent about two weeks in Africa and about two and a half weeks in Guatemala um, just doing medical missions. And so that was one of the most incredible experiences I've had in my life. Just, But I think it's all coming from just trusting that the Lord had called me to do that and walking in that obedience. And so, yeah, it's a great, great experience. How, how has coming back to Dallas been for you? Have you gotten to yeah. plug into a good community, a good church? I mean, have you kind of established yourself back here in the community? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been here now for... A year, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so about a year, I've been going to Watermark Christian Community Church, um, and so it's been amazing. I've been part of this ministry called The Porch uh, for young adults in the area. I've actually ran into a couple PCA people mm-hmm. while going there, too, which has been really cool. Um, and um, yeah, so I've been, that's where my young adult community has come from. Good. And they also have... Uh, Part of being a member at Watermark is you have to do community service um, at least twice a month. Um, and they have community clinics uh, in Plano, in Dallas, and in Mobile One. And so it's all volunteer work uh, where nurses and doctors come and we just serve the community. And it's truly the same things that I have been doing overseas. I now get to do also locally on a regular basis. Uh, we um, see patients help them with urgent needs, and then pray with them, share the gospel with them before they leave our clinic. Um, And the Lord has just allowed me to do that here in the States, too. And it's been an incredible opportunity, too. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, recently even met, after I returned from Africa and I was serving at the clinic, met this lady who was also from Africa, from one of the towns I've been that this summer. uh, And she... Um, came in for a respiratory infection. We were just talking through, hey, antibiotics this is how you get to feel better. And at the end of her visit, we just sat and prayed. And, and she just 
sat there for a moment with me and started crying. I was like, what's going on? And she had just moved to the States about a year before we before that day. She was kind of around my age. And so it was really awesome to sit there with her, pray and understand and be like, I moved to the States when I was a teenager and I feel what you're feeling. I know where you're at. And I thought it was such an incredible, just like a divine appointment, if you Mm -hmm. will, that we met that day just because she was sick and came into the clinic, but we're able to become friends and mm-hmm. talk about the Lord. And um, anyway, and you had just, just come from Africa. And I too. had just come from Africa. Yeah, which yes. is even more of like for yes. her probably walking in uh-huh. That's in correct. a weird way. Like, yes. you know, obviously the Lord doesn't bring on sickness, but it's like in a weird way. Yes. Like if she he hadn't knows. have, yeah, if she yes. hadn't have mm-hmm. not been sick that day and come in and she met yeah. with you, you've she, got a similar path and you've just right. been back in her country as well wow mm-hmm. um any stories from that you could share um kind of putting you on a spot here but any like incredible moving stories from that time in africa in africa yeah um whew, so much where'd you start um well first i think i was just telling someone this last night i think um going there was and mind-blowing to me because you get to experience the character of God in a way that you can't anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to very remote areas, this place called uh, Torkana in an, um, a little bit north of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to a very remote area where polygamy still a practice mm-hmm. among the community. Um, and one of the biggest things is also like child uh, children being given into marriage uh at very early ages uh little girls like what age um they a man can come into a household and see a child of eight six years old and say i want her to be my wife and then between the dad and that man they will agree on a payment uh, which will most most likely be livestock so they would say i want this many camels and goats and whatnot and once that man is done paying that, he can take that girl, however early that is. Um, and so you will walk around and see these girls with these long necklaces mm-hmm. in their necks. That begins when they're children. They start putting those necklaces the moment that a man claims them um, and will start putting those necklaces around their neck. Once they're, uh, every year they will add, they will add, they will add. That's why it gets super long. Uh, so by the time the, that man is done paying for them, he can take them to be their wife. So do that the necklaces be... symbolize the payment, or mm-hmm. do the okay? It's kind of like an engagement ring on uh, in a weird of, way. In a weird <clears throat> way, yeah. Like yeah. she's taken. Yeah. If you have a necklace, yeah. you're taken. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You don't go to school. You don't find a job. You're a wife mm-hmm. soon to be. Um, so this is kind of just common practice still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 2022. Still. Yes. Still common still. practice in remote areas. Areas, right. yes. Okay. Yes, okay. that's correct. So we go into these villages where those are still the things. And and you sit there and you're wondering, like, wow, how crazy that, yes, this is 2021 and we are still Mm. seeing this happen. Uh, But in the same way, it kind of transports me to the Bible times. I was thinking the same Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes we would just be driving to clinic and we were taking care of 
children for the most part. And we also saw some community members, but mostly children. Um, well, uh, driving to clinic, you'll see the camels or the goats, and you'll see the little shepherds taking care of their goats and whatnot. And it transported me to even just like the Psalms when David is talking about being a shepherd. And because as you're doing life, you see that. Um, but I remember talking to some of the community members and asking them like how important that livestock is and how important that's their their payments as their food that's like Mm. their wealth comes from that livestock so it made me think of the story of the 99 uh um sorry sheep Mm -hmm. and the one that gets lost um because like i said this livestock is all their possessions, right? Mm -hmm. It's their food. That's how they feed their families and everything. And when I read that passage before going to Africa, I always thought of it of like, okay, well, yeah, this is like how God like sees us. He will do anything to rescue Mm -hmm. us and all this stuff. But being there and seeing how like important every single one of those sheeps are to that shepherd i remember one of the locals saying like if one of those shepherds loses one of them one of the sheep they can't come home that night Mm. they have to find the sheep like whatever Mm. it takes or they better have a great excuse as to why they lost one of them and so you go back to the story of the 99 and you think like my goodness this Mm. is mind-blowing because that sheep provides a lot for that family wealth and food um and god says that we are like that sheep to him Mm. however we do not provide any value (laughs) to the lord at (laughs) all i'm like you can do without me i'm sure Mm. of it and yet yeah you see me through that lens of that much value you give me that much value to give anything your only son to save me i'm like Okay, I just mm. do not, um, I'm not worthy of yeah. that. And yet you pursued me in the same way mm. that these shepherds are pursuing their sheep that mm-hmm. they depend on to survive, to live. Um, and so I think it was just one of those things that completely blew my mind in um, God's character and God's view of yeah. us as his children. I love that. So love, kind of different different parts of the scripture like coming alive in a different way That's that right. you've never seen before. Yeah. Yes. So, well, yeah. and sometimes it just takes us, I don't know, getting outside of our culture yeah. and our bubble to bit. realize it mm-hmm. and truly the weight behind that. I mean, I was sitting here listening to you just say this like processing it in a totally different way. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yes, have I heard that story mm-hmm. a hundred times? times? Yes, and yes, mm-hmm. I know the worth behind it, but no, mm-hmm. when you said, no, 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 this means everything yeah. to that, to, that. to them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. you know, also just how, it, as we sit in modern-day America, mm-hmm. how we are even mm-hmm. under the cloud of our own influence, ignorantly thinking mm-hmm. that everyone else all mm-hmm. over the world is mm-hmm. exactly like us when mm-hmm. the reality is like yeah. eh, wrong yeah. <laughs> very wrong actually we're we're the few in yes. all of this we're the minority yes. in all of this but it's good to hear that obviously you grew up with a different perspective you came to the mm-hmm. states you know as a teenager and then you're still just got this you know fire mm-hmm. in you um i love what you said earlier you were like the combination of ministry and nursing and you said um, that is when I come alive. Mm, and yeah. I just love that. So, um, okay. Yeah. So what's next? If you yes. know, <laughs> that's 
a really good question. <laughs> um, I think this also has been a season of the Lord truly, truly um, teaching me to, with open hands, just give up every day and submit to His will. And a lot of the time is not necessarily um, detailed plan of what my life would look like. Um, so I don't know specifically. I know for a fact I will be going back to Kenya this summer. Um, I'm going to be spending a little bit more time than I did last time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going with another nurse. And so we're going to um, go back and serve with Missions of Hope International again. Um, spent probably a month or so in Kenya. Um, and then I'll be going back to Guatemala again also probably after I come back from Kenya. So, mm -hmm. um, I think the Lord has given me, um, huge heart for both of those nations for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to lean into that until he shows me differently. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm headed next, uh, in terms of, um, missions, in terms of job, um, I'm still traveling as a travel nurse in the Dallas area mm -hmm. until I think that has allowed me to take time off to go mm -hmm. do exactly what the Lord has called me to do. But uh, it's a little uncomfortable because it's 12 weeks contracts at a time. And mm. so after 12 weeks, I'm like, okay, Lord, where are we headed next? And uh, yeah. we were not exactly sure. But um, I trust that he's done it up until now. He'll continue to do it. So. It's yeah. sometimes where he has us sit regardless is, yeah. you know, whether we're mm -hmm. in a contracted position or we're not yeah. like sometimes just those 12 weeks at a time at and a those time. seasons yes. and sit and open hands. And, um, yeah. But, but really Maybe for the case with you, that's wonderful. That's yeah. Great. I love that's it. Great. I love it. And we know what, we're going to be praying for you, right? Mm -hmm. So all of our alumni mm -hmm. yes. um, be praying for Cecia, not only um, that God would continue to provide for you, mm -hmm. um, but that doors would be open for you to be able to take the gospel out and to share it and that mm -hmm. you would make those connections. Cause that's how, yeah. you know, yeah. in a way, right. We got connected to you yes. in kind of a neat, uh, neat right. way. Um, yeah. But uh, now you kind of take that and you can connect that you know, mm -hmm. to people all over the world. So uh, hopefully some of our alumni will kind of take the challenge as well to say, hey, if Cecilia is out there doing missions. <laughs> you um, can do it too. Right, you can do it too. That's mm -hmm. right. right. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to kind of get connected. And instead of just thinking about planning my next vacation, mm -hmm. maybe it's the, oh, maybe I need to go on a mission trip. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. Awesome, awesome opportunity. I have had those conversations, even with just some of my friends. I thought I came back from uh, the mission field and, a lot of other, like randomly other girls, um, nurses mm -hmm. also were like, we heard you went, or I saw you went, I would love to come. would love to come. Some of them not even believers, yeah. uh, which I thought was such a great opportunity to even just witness to them. Um, but anyway, all that to say, I think you put your time in God's hands and he will take care of the rest. And mm -hmm. he has, but yeah. Uh, a lot of people have come up to me and been like, can you take me? Can you take me? I'm like, yes. So Part of uh, what I'm also thinking is taking a team with me uh, next time I go to Guatemala. And so there's a couple of nurses also that want to join me. And so working on that as well. We got uh, to so get her back to lead a mini-mester trip. I was going to say. Go full, go full circle on that one. <laughs> That's a great idea. So cool. I was yeah. also going to say a quick plug for anyone who's a nurse that wants to go with Cecia. Yes. That's Please. an alumni. Yes. <laughs> with me. This summer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'll think of a name for the group. I yes. feel like I always have to like name Cecia and friends. You there you go. 
That's yes. easy. That's a quick one. <laughs> so, yeah, friends, go. I love it. We're, we're very proud of you. Um, I know Thank that when, when you walk in, as Veronica said earlier, when you walk into PCA, there's five alumni pictures up there yes. that represent the five oh. pillars of PCA, and Cecilia oh, is goodness. one of them. Is she the middle? She's the middle one. Oh, yes. I, I have a picture. I have a picture with it. She posed <laughs> yes. last time she came in, just yes. like the picture. It's right in so, front of my picture. Yeah, he took it right as I said this. I posed yeah. like hands crossed, just right here. Like, exactly. Across, look, it's kind of it's a little bit of like the realtor look, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, the shoulder truly. forward. Yeah. But the good part is, Serious. is you look great. Sure. And oh, well, no, but you. in all in all seriousness, we yeah. do we do see you as one of our portrait of the graduate. Um, oh yeah, thank you. Banners that is in the lobby. It's just such a neat story. There are two nurses up there. Mm-hmm. Destiny also, she's a nurse. There you go. Uh-huh. We've great. got some great, great grads, and you yes. were definitely one of them. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in today, Cecilia. This was a huge, My huge pleasure. honor. I've loved our chat. This was yeah. really... She's awesome. I know. Oh, I know. It feels good to be back here, good. honestly. Um, so, so good to walk this halls again, see familiar faces. So good. PCA... It's always been in my heart. Every time someone asks, like, how did you learn English? Or how did you? I'm like, PCA. That's it. Let me That's, tell you my story. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. They're like, oh, my goodness. Your accent. I'm like, it's PCA. So, anyway. That's wonderful. Yeah. Great place. We love you. Best place. <laughs> love you guys. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.